So I was, I was watching the, um, the South Park vaccination special and it was, um, like I, I knew that even if they did have like somewhat like, you know, anti-vax takes, I guarantee you like Comedy Central wouldn't air it. So I knew, knew what we were getting into there, but, um, they tried to frame it like as a bit, first off, anybody that doubted, uh, anything about the vaccine, like side effects, adverse effects or anything was like, they're like QAnon, they would like put them on QAnon message boards, like with the QAnon people. And then, um, at the end and I, i'll i'll spoil it because it's not you know anything crazy <laughs> yeah at the end like the, the way the way it's treated is like cvs is treated like a nightclub that no one can get into it's all about vaccine access like they're like oh can, can you get in oh, oh oh you let him in and it was like an elderly person that was like whatever funny <laughs> funny bit and then uh uh at the end uh bb netanyahu from israel comes in a plane and just starts giving handing out vaccines to everybody and saves the day so and they're like oh it's funny i'm like yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh. Uh, yeah. From the five to the six, we be in the mix with that rare candy paint job on the whip. I need food for the kids, money for the rent. Fuck a lockdown, baby. I can't do that shit. And I don't never vote, cause I'm fucking broke. And either way, I know the police ain't gonna leave me alone. On a plane by the visit, Glen Rock, me crypto told me I should bring the Glock with me. So I packed up my piece and I'm sliding. Cause we might get caught up in a riot. Middle finger Trump, middle finger Biden. Fuck a left, fuck a right, is you riding? Boy, you love to see it, dudes rocking. Ain't no politics, baby, we just talking. From the birds to the bricks, we be in the mix. With that rare candy paint job on the whip, who you with? Well, Serena, yeah, um, I, before I before I introduce you, I, I will say anybody who may be new to the podcast, because it's been a few months since you've been on. So mm-hmm. um, please listen to our first episode with her where we kind of go in depth on your background and stuff, because I kind of want to just jump straight into the stuff today. Um, yeah. It's called it's called Cover Reaction. You'll check it out in our episode log still up there. Um, a lot of people really like that. Um, um, so it was a fan favorite. Yeah. People are like, does she? I've been asked so many times, does she have a Twitter? I'm like, I found it, but there's nothing on there. Yeah, I was like, and uh, so God bless your soul. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Don't start. I was like, you know what? Why don't we just keep her off tour? She'll call. She'll she doesn't need that right now. And uh, (laughs) they would have got your ass out of here anyways. But uh, (laughs) but um, uh, Serena, thanks for joining us. Um, and uh, yeah, please check out our old episode uh with her before we get started. But the vaccine's been rolled out. Um, not fully, of course. Uh, Biden says by May first there will be enough vaccinations for every adult. Um, so your thoughts. <laughs> oh, man, where to start? Just start wherever. Start, <laughs> start shooting. Yeah. Um, I think we're making a lot of big mistakes. I think, I mean, I thought from day one that a that this is exactly what the pandemic was going to be used for. That, um, and not like in a planned conspiracy type of way, but just like, I'm always looking for what is the monetary motive? Who is going to benefit from any given situation? And I was predicting from my knowledge of other vaccines and how I've seen like this excessive fear mongering and hyping to try and scare people into getting vaccines that I was like, oh, this is totally in line with that. Let's we're going to hype up the fear of an infectious disease. And where's that going to lead? That's going to lead to trying to get everyone to take a vaccine. And here we are. And that is exactly what's happening. And so many things that I was predicting that people were like, oh, that's never going to happen. You're like a crazy conspiracy theorist. I'm like, that's literally what's happening now. And now all those same people are like, 
well, yeah, this is just what has to happen. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And you called me a conspiracy theorist for it like nine months ago or a year ago. Yeah. One month ago. Yeah. What do you got going on, Cy? What about you? I'm just, well, Serena, I've talked about this before, just before all this, just how the the vaccine thing is the craziest thing to me, crazier than any other, than like the factory farming or the environmental stuff or anything else. Cause there's so, cause it's just so the, the PSYOP campaign has been so successful mm. and the, it's weird. It's a combination of like the people that hawk vaccines the most, like I'm talking individuals, not like corporations or people, but they don't like really believe what they're saying. They don't really have conviction. Right. So it's the weirdest thing, but it's also almost all pervasive and everyone believes it as little as they do. Does that, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Yeah, No, I, 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 like, I think you're saying like it involves maybe the, if you were to be, you know, pro mandatory, let's say you're really like, I want it to be mm-hmm. mandatory. It requires the least amount of like critical thinking on your own part. Yeah. Yeah. And kind the, of, yeah. Like, like what yeah. I'm saying, cause you could just, you could just say, Okay, I'm not even saying mandatory, but even if they're just like, why doesn't anyone want to get it? That's kind of what the baseline thought is for most, even like a lot of yeah. people. I don't think you don't have yeah. to have an independent thought on your own on that, is what I mean. You could have just watched oh, a, yeah. a CNN special and been like, well, that's totally. what I thought. Yeah. Totally. So, yeah. I see and the other, the other thing I'm noticing, well, I have some new anecdotes too, you know, and fuck people that say don't use anecdotes. Like, that's all we have as citizens, you know, right? Yeah, scientists, that's all I can do. Especially yeah. when we're not collecting data. No. But, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's crazy how people don't seem to care which vaccine they're taking. Everyone's like, it's so random. Like, oh, yeah, I got the Pfizer. I got the Moderna one. And it's like, do you care that there's, they're radically different? You know, it's not like it's just like a well, what, stamp. What is thing. the, so, I mean, you guys both yeah. might, not, might know, I, what is the difference between these vaccines? Cause I, I did want to get into that. What is it? Uh, what is the difference? Is it composition? Is it dosages? So the, the Pfizer and the Moderna one are actually the most similar out of all of them. They both use this new mRNA vaccine technology. Um, and then we now have like the the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, which is very different. And then the the AstraZeneca one, which interestingly is being paused in a number of countries around the world due to adverse reactions. Um, is that the blood clotting? Is that the one? Yep. The, yep. Yeah. It's being pa- it's being paused so at funny. the same time uh-huh. that, that the United States media is putting an all out campaign of like, no, those people are crazy that don't believe it's like like 15 countries are crazy. America, <laughs> fuck yeah. like they're just doing that. Just yeah, 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 yeah. America's been doubted so, before. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. But um, and what do you think about these numbers? What about the other? There's a. The Novovax too. There's even there's even more. There's, the there's I mean, there's a lot of others. I'm like Novavax came out Chinese these, ones yeah. um, that are but being what, rolled out. And... What do you think about these numbers? I know we talked about this a little last time, but like then I was on um, the Novavax came out and I looked at the media blurb and it's like, yeah, it's they're saying it's 96 percent effective against this and this and 100 percent effective against like serious cases. So it's saying it's like 100 percent effective. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> like, what do you think? Uh, about the, yeah, so the like, only one that I have analyzed in full um, is the Pfizer vaccine, right. because at the time that I was looking at it, they were the only company to have actually published and peer reviewed their data. Um, and I'm I'm not sure that Moderna has actually done that yet with their clinical trial data. They might have by this point. But so at the time, like I looked really deeply into the Pfizer one. So that's the one I know the most about. And I have not kept up. There is an overload of information coming out. But when I looked at the Pfizer one, I was really shocked by a lot of the numbers 
that mm-hmm. they they were claiming. And so like for one, the 95% effective number, that is only looking at treating symptoms and not even hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. The 95% effective is against a set of symptoms that they define, which are actually basically characterize a mild case of COVID. Like it wasn't even uh... like they're, they're extending that and saying to severe COVID and to hospitalizations, but the num- the hospitalization and death numbers from that trial were not statistically significant because there were so few deaths and hospitalizations overall in both groups that they like couldn't really conclude anything. So basically that 95% effective number came from basically it's 95% effective at preventing um, like fever, loss of taste and smell, like basically the, like this, this more mild profile, Mm -hmm. but the really interesting thing too that kind of puts that 95% number into question. And there was actually an opinion piece that um, Peter Doshi, a highly credentialed, respected person, um, wrote in the British Medical Journal, where Pfizer didn't include all of their raw data in that study that they published, but they did include it when they gave it to the FDA for emergency use authorization. And when you look at that data, it shows a little bit of a different picture. And it shows that there were all these people in the vaccinated group that had all the symptoms of COVID as well, but they just didn't have a positive PCR test. So they weren't counted as having COVID. And that makes the vaccine look way, way more effective. But there's a lot of questions about like, why did so many people in the vaccine group have all the same symptoms and appear to have cases of COVID? They just weren't getting a positive test. So it was not counted as COVID. And it, but like, what, what is that? Where, like, were those people all just randomly getting other colds that happened to look like COVID or, and so that like this, this opinion piece in the British medical journal basically was like, um, these numbers that are in the raw data, like call a lot of this 95% efficacy potentially into question. If we like dig deeper than just using a PCR test like in when you include those numbers, it looks like rates of COVID were like equal between the placebo group and the vaccine group. And that's British Medical Journal, real scientists. That's not yeah. a conspiracy. Yep. That's yep. like a real that's just a scientific Got question. ignored by mainstream media. But it was. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And yep. it's just stuff like that. Just like, you know, forget about any, you know. You don't even have to believe as far as we, we do on this stuff, you know, but just just that question alone. Why is the media and the well, obviously we know why the corporation's doing it. Well, some people are naive, naive even on that topic, but I know why are they? Yeah, the like, only what, ethical, the only ethical corporation yeah. that we and have. This is and this is <laughs> Pfizer, okay? Like, this is right. they, they've given more damage settlements than any corporation in human history, all while turning like a profit doing it. So it's yeah. like yep. they, they've given away more money, dropping the hurting bucket. people, yeah, while making more dollars they've had to pay in fines for yeah. like fraud in the past. So that, that fact alone is enough for any human being to say, I'm never taking the Pfizer vaccine or any Pfizer product for the rest of my life. Like that's, that's justifiable. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. COVID doesn't matter. Forget about COVID. Like that's just people completely. cancel Pepsi the other for thing, less than that. They're like, yeah, one time, I know, I yeah. A, yeah. <laughs> like one time I had this yeah, really dude. watered down Pepsi and you know, I just, I, I never, yeah. Get, yeah, I won't drink anything. I need yeah, offshoot they, from yeah. it. And they're, they're like, no, Pfizer. You or even it. more. Or even more politically, like the, you know, like the freaking, like the rad lib that'll be all up in arms at Coca-Cola doing like coups in South America, you know, like Coca-Cola mm-hmm. as we should be, but then totally cool with the vaccines, not even questioning like the, that have done yeah. 
equally, if not 10 times yeah. more things to, to the global South, you know, and it's, it's just bizarre. This is weird, like null space that we're not allowed to talk about when it comes, when it's completely obvious in every other domain of life, when it comes to food and when it comes to, you know, advertising, when it comes to climate change yeah. and deforestation, like we all know, like everyone knows factory farming is bad, even if that's like a cognitive dissonance thing. This is a thing where right. we just, we're just all so brainwashed on and it's just so crazy. Yeah. But the, the Pfizer one for sure is fucked. Yeah. And, well, um, and then, so yeah. what about the, and, and again, you said you haven't studied it in full Serena, but I just, you definitely know more than I do about this. The, the one shot Johnson and Johnson, I, that's the one I see. Cause I yeah. just keep talking about it. They're like, get, just get the Johnson and Johnson, get the one shot. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, that one's really good. Um, Two Johnsons, one shot, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. insane. It's the same yeah. name twice, but it's the only one that does one shot. Makes you think. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there mm-hmm. ever a second Johnson? We don't know. Yeah. Uh, the uh, anyways, the with that shot, like, how do you how does it go from other places? Maybe saying you needed two shots. How can it so, be a one shot? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, because I think <laughs> the Johnson and Johnson, and again, that's the most recent one that I have not looked the most right, into. Um, but from my cursory glance, I'm pretty sure that it is using a more traditional vaccine methodology, like a lot of the other vaccines that you often get with just one shot. And it's not using this mRNA technology. It's um, a more traditional method. So I think that's why they're able to do one shot. Okay. But let Um, me, let me ask what, if that's true, why is this the first kind, first of its kind that we've been able to do for coronaviruses as a group? Like, why is this one? Why this year? Why not? It's a good question. Um, I think because they're just trying a lot harder. The excuse I've heard is the SARS outbreak died down. We didn't keep trying. We didn't, you know, but like there's a big push and a lot of money being poured into this. So I think, I mean, and that's true with like the MRNA vaccines and all of this, I think Mm -hmm. things that did fail before with other coronaviruses, there's a lot more money and attention and they're, they're going to do their best to make it work. And that is what I think we're seeing happening. They are overcoming some of the hurdles. It's the most scrutinized vaccine rollout ever. I mean, yeah. like, like yeah. a lot of times, cause I, for me, this was like my first kind of like, okay, like seeing it from the thing, but with, with you two both, I mean, and he always tells me, he goes, it's funny when even the people who are doubting the COVID vaccine still think this is like a, a like a isolated incident, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, so, so I, I think it's funny that you're seeing it roll out in real time. So every, their eyes are all on it, you know, like it, it's, it's not like for any yeah. other, even like the swine flu or like anything like that, just any of those kind of things, the actual, like vaccination or anything that came from that like the flu shot wasn't this big of a thing yeah. right yeah it's, yeah I, I don't know it's, it's interesting because their plan is for the first time ever to have the entire world get this yeah and that is going to bring about scrutiny <laughs> i'll say yeah, yeah. and that's and the so- thing they're, pl- they're playing with fire because they they this whole thing is a house of cards and it's gonna open people that were never skeptical before are gonna be skeptical of the other stuff now too Right. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, I have a like a silver lining kind of hope about this thing that it's it's actually gonna trigger a whole wave of it's gonna it's gonna get it's gonna make it to where eventually within 10, 15 years where anti-vax isn't automatically crazy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's my opinion at least. What's gonna have know. to happen though? Mm. It's gonna have to get really mm. bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, my take <laughs> is horrible. Okay. Like <laughs> either we, we kind of have two choices. Like I think 
either we're going to keep doubling down on the current path we're on and things are going to get more and more yeah. draconian because there's so much hype. Like there, there isn't a recognition of, okay, like whoever wants to get it can get it. Whoever doesn't, doesn't like that's, that's not how they're pushing this. Not like, at all. And so because of the, the intensity with which they are trying to convince everyone that the entire world should have it, the shaming and name calling they're creating it's going to like, like that can only become more draconian. And then you have two options. Like either you're going to be able to convince everyone to do that and people are going to go along with it. And, or, and we're going to just end up living in some sort of even more draconian weird society, or people are going to really start freaking out, pushing back and protesting. And I think my, my theory is that what it would take for this it's not a lot that it would take for this to be toppled. Like one piece in the New York Times that that credibly reports on some severe side effects right. and like treats the vaccine skeptical movement um, legitimately, like the way they used to do some of that reporting, the way they early were reporting on like Andrew Wakefield's findings and some of the the autism stuff before they did a complete about face and like now, if you question anything, you're crazy. But at first, like you used to have people like Dr. Oz you used to have like talk show hosts and, and opinion pieces, in New York Times, like, oh, there were a bunch of side effects. Oh, there's there's this whole group of mothers that are worried about like they they at least reported seemingly objectively and gave time to the other yeah. side. And they've yeah. completely stopped doing that unless it's from a totally slanted like critical of anti-vax perspective. And I, but I think because like my experience is so many people I've talked to, I will share scientific studies. I share anything credible and they ignore all of it. Cause they're like, well, the New York times isn't reporting on this NPR. Yeah. And it's, but that's where I see how it actually would take very little. It would take a few high profile reporters to report honestly on the reality of the pandemic, the vaccine, like what's going on from a different perspective. And I think you'd see like suddenly like that would wake a lot of people up. But I think things are so draconian and so like you'll be fired for that. year that like to get to that point where some mainstream news source is going to report realistically on this, we're going to have to see like a hell of a lot of side effects. The hell, like people are going to have to start knowing people that have had harm right, so right, that right, it becomes right. acceptable yeah. for people to report honestly that's that's my theory of like what it would what it will take and what will eventually happen to topple this yeah i i saw one um i don't know if you're familiar with alex berenson at all um and he he just he, told me about him the other day yeah, dude dude is really like he's like probably the biggest voice right now that's allowed to say anything like okay. I, I think like well i just because yeah. he doesn't come from like an anti-vax background but he kind of has more so my take on it where it's totally a cost benefit analysis like it's like if i'm young and healthy i've seen the death rate yeah i don't yep. want to and and maybe I, and you can correct me if i'm using the wrong terms here but i don't want to like alter my genes you know what i mean like because that's what that's what the science is behind some of this stuff and i know that's like considered controversial but i don't want to yeah. take a rushed vaccine i mean the thing is is i have a I have a tipping point i do i personally do have a tipping point like i i, I my livelihood if it does threaten a job during let's be real the worst economic time that we'll see mm -hmm. in a long time so with that coupled in with it i'm not sure we're gonna get that pushback that's the only problem like because look mm -hmm. you, you, they could say like yeah. all of the you know uh, maybe not door but i'm trying to say like all these companies here like if you don't have it like see you later 
we'll find we'll find a vaccinated person to take your job. It's not a problem. Like, have it's, you yeah. I've been hearing that already? No, not yet. And okay. and and I and I work outdoors. <laughs> I I'm just saying I. I don't know if that's going to happen, um, right. but if there's a lot of like, if we got to 85% efficacy, right? Like, which is, I think the goal, right? So I don't know. They keep saying it's different all the time. If we got, huh. or um, not efficacy, cooperation, excuse me, yeah, uh, 85% cooperation on the, on the, on the vaccine, what, what would stop from them from like, not just disregarding complete 15% of people? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like you have to get nowhere near that 85 for it to really work, you know, because like yeah. I, I we could all sit here and hope and be like, well, I hope I'm just the 15 percent that doesn't have to get it, you know, and they stop caring after mm-hmm. that. But if they stop caring. That means they stop caring is what I mean. Like, like yeah. I've yeah. seen certain things like these are just ideas. These aren't I've just seen certain people say, like, what if insurance companies decide yeah. to just yep. crush you to for not being vaccinated? Yep. Yeah. And now could, do they want to say no under our, you know, private insurance thing? We're, would the, maybe that might help us a little bit because they're like, no, we don't want to lose 15% of people's profits. What maybe mm-hmm. that might help us. Yeah. But um, as far as how mandatory you think it's going to get, do you, do you think it's going to get to that point? Like, or do we think we just might not be able to travel the way we want to or something? In the US, I don't think it's ever going to be like, mandatory mandatory, like government level right. mandatory. I think there are other countries that are already do, like, Israel, there was an article in the New York Times that was basically saying um, Israel is already saying you will be left behind if you don't get the vaccine and they're opening up (laughs) stores and restaurants and malls and you have to literally show a green vaccine card to get into any of those places. So like that is what they're already doing in Israel. And it's like, yeah, like it's creating this additional caste system over there, basically. And they have a and they're the media, of course, isn't covering the additional, fact that there are additional protests. Caste. There's no other caste systems in Israel right now. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, yeah. like, yeah, just, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. yikes. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, and then there's like, yeah, all the other because I mean, it, it adds on to other existing. Yeah. If you're a, yeah, if you're a but, hot milit if you're a hot military vaccinated chick in Israel right now, you're like the peak of society. I feel like you're just like you're like yeah, that's a wild. That's a wild. The stuff they're doing is just wild. Let's just say <laughs> let's just say that much. Yeah, but no, I'm yeah. sorry. Go yeah. on. You were you were saying well, like, yeah. So like Israel's doing that, and I'm sure there's other smaller countries. And if you look even at the difference, like there's all these other countries that have had complete national lockdowns and we've never had that. And obviously like part of that was under Trump, but I think the U S is large enough and diverse enough. And there would be enough pushback that I think people here smart enough to like, not even try at that level. I think it's going to come more from private businesses, from insurance entities, from it's going to be all of these other smaller ways. It'll be travel. It'll be airlines. Right. And so the end result, I think, will be the same, which is you will be prohibited basically from participating in society in many ways yeah. if you don't want to get it. But I don't think here in the U.S. it's going to come from like a top down federal government. I see. Level. Yeah, it could just be like, OK, yeah, I remember one of the first things I had seen was like Live Nation for concerts and like Ticketmaster. It was just yep. a couple months ago and they were saying like. You look, if you don't have a, a negative test, they were saying a negative test or a proof of vaccination, like you're not mm-hmm. getting into these concerts. And, you know, I, again, in this country, I think it's a, it's a good point to say a lot of the stuff I hate about this country might actually help <laughs> us in this thing. And in, in this kind of yeah. th- where it's like, what if Live Nation's like, 
honestly, our numbers aren't hitting the same. Those unvaccinated yeah. people used to fucking love going to Jay-Z shows or, yeah, you know, yeah. anything like that. They used to love that. So we're going to have to just soften these things. Like, whereas in country that doesn't have his like art and capitalism, they can disregard some of society in that, in that. Right. Manner. Yeah. Like, so yeah. they're going to, they're going to price it in. They're going to, they're going to yeah. do the math and figure out how many doses they've already sold. How many people are going to get it regardless? Charge you an extra $30 yeah. for being unvaccinated. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, 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 honestly, that's what I could see happening. Like, or just raise the rates for everyone to cover the spread, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> then they're then then everybody's gonna make it mandatory like on a colloquial like like yeah yeah yeah. exactly in a community thing it's like yeah yeah exactly no it's it's gonna be and that's you know you already starting to see that the even like mainstream publications are kind of backtracking not on the vaccine so much but just on the whole covid thing in general being like oh wow cases you know like they're because re- it's not like don't get me wrong that the pharmaceutical company is probably the most powerful industry but it's not the only industry and there's a lot of people in other industries that are just like fuck this like we, we just want this economy mm-hmm. vibe and regardless if you have a fucking vaccine yeah. or not you know so there's yeah. competing like <clears throat> you know there's definitely competing factions yeah. going on here yeah and yeah especially exactly what you said about being an american part of our hard-headedness is like will help us in this respect you know mm-hmm. like look at like 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 florida you know like they it's not like they were smart about this like they people say they were dumb they, but they were just even in the early days they're like fuck it we don't care you know kind of thing and yeah. then they're like no and that 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 helped them in the long run you know what i mean it's like yeah. i'm not i'm not like one way or the other on florida but compared to california you know it's just so crazy how following following the science just led to such shitty reward yeah and such and florida's they're payoff. saying now the media is saying there's a rise in the new variant is what i've seen in florida that's the, rise, yeah. rise in the variants they can't say cases well they can't say hospitalizations yep. anymore because yeah. the hospitalization thing's been debunked can't say I mean, deaths. why, why yeah. can't say deaths either so it's a rise in the variant and mm-hmm. what do we know about variants right in typical viruses is the variant usually stronger no you know I don't think it is. <laughs> I, I, we don't. We don't. Something no. that that's is basic. That's basic virology. That's like yeah. literally. It's yeah. yeah. I know that. So there's basic, something. Yeah. yeah. The important thing to point out about the variants um, on the vaccine as well. There was actually kind of just a sort of a whistleblower. He was a person who's worked in like vaccine development for years. Actually worked for the Gates Foundation. Worked for Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, as well. And he had just came out publicly. And is basically saying that he thinks our global mass vaccination campaign right now in the middle of the pandemic is terrible and not on an individual level. He, he thinks the vaccine on an individual level is still good, but he said that it's like he kind of drew this comparison to when you stop in the middle of taking your course of antibiotics and don't finish it out, that that actually adds pressure to help create superbugs. And he's saying that when you try and vaccinate people, on a global scale in the middle of so many people being infected, it actually selectively drives the rise in all these new variants. Wow. And that that's already what we're seeing happening. And it's just, and he said, there's no way that our science, like they're claiming, oh, well, with every new variant, we'll create a new booster, we'll create a new vaccine. He's like, there is no way our science is ever going to keep up with the rate at which these viruses mutate. And so he's like, we need to stop. Like, this is bad. We should not be mad. He goes, if you get case numbers down, then it makes more sense to try and like, he still thinks mass vaccinate everyone, but that he's basically one of the head people who's involved in vaccines and vaccine development is like, this is going to be terrible and end up causing more harm globally and drive the rise in all these new variants. Wow. So that's 
that I was, re- just, I was reading. Yeah. Up, I was reading that, and I was like, "What? What do you think about that theory? Do you think that holds holds weight?" Yeah, I mean, from what he was saying, it, it makes sense. Um, and I mean, that's. I kind of was wondering if that would happen. Like, yeah, if you and start, how, how are people receiving him after saying that? Yeah, his videos still on YouTube. Nah, last okay. I checked, <laughs> but, and he's like, yeah, he's an ex Bill. He's an ex Bill Gates guy, right? Yeah, and, yeah, like he's, and it's, yeah. um, and he I mean, worked, the other he thing, X. That's why he's coming out with this shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's amazing that he's worked with some of like Stanley Plotkin, like some of the top, mm-hmm. most well-respected, like pro-vaccine vaccine manufacturer, yeah. like in researchers. And so, but again, of course, I just imagine how different would it be if the New York Times reported on what he was saying? Yeah. Like, what if mainstream media actually cared and reported? And because I just see people being like, oh, you sent me another YouTube video. Like, don't get your information. And I'm like, this guy is like insanely credible. And but like, I'm sure they would listen if the New York Times reported on it, you know, and that's where I see that difference. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of validity to that and what he's saying makes sense. And, and I think it's ridiculous to think that we would ever be able to, I mean, I thought this aside from the vaccine, I was just like, the virus is going to mutate. Look at what the flu vaccine and how effective that is every year and how we can never even guess what strains of the flu are going to be most prevalent. Like viruses mutate. And it's one thing when you're talking about viruses like polio or something that are largely eradicated and they aren't super prevalent, but like if we believe what they say and COVID is everywhere, then like, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? Of course, yeah. it's going to mutate. Yeah, you know? it, it's funny what you said about um, just the fact that like had New York Times run that piece or or something, because I, I the thing I see the most from people who I know don't know anything. They're not like there's there's some people that are like, oh, I'm a such something somethingologist over at uh-huh. you know, UC Davis or something. So, OK, maybe I'll listen. Yeah, maybe that guy can spout whatever he wants to me. But the people I see, I see them sharing this meme. I don't know if you've seen this meme. I'm sure it's an old like anti-vax meme where it'll be like vaccine research and it shows a bunch of people in lab coats like doing some doing some yep. you know good stuff. And then it says anti-vax research. And it's just a woman on the toilet scrolling on her phone. Right. Yeah. Which is funny because yeah. I'm like, you're not in the lab. You're scrolling yeah. on the phone on your toilet, watching a two minute, 19 second Fauci video on Twitter. And you're like, <laughs> I'm never leaving my yeah. house again. Like you well, didn't that, do any that, research. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And that yeah. circles back to, well, this guy that's, that's kind of brings me to like a point I was having, like, it's worse. It's, it's embarrassing that people scrolling on their phone, on the toilet are dropping facts about vaccines yeah, yeah. and that the experts aren't like that's that should be more alarming that, that someone is actually discovering shit <laughs> yeah, on their phone that del big tree getting you know? nuked like yeah and, exactly. and, and you know yeah guys like that just... it's not the own that they think it is you know what i mean like yeah like oh you should yeah those are the people that are like trust fauci the guy that's been wrong like eight times out of ten on you know <laughs> well, what i mean just like so hilariously yeah so i've seen well, some ca- some memes interestingly coming from the same people but like some people in like the disability community or like chronic health community that are still very pro-vaccine but i've seen them sharing a similar meme that's like kind of making like a doctor you know like oh who learned you know had a few hours of medical training on my rare condition versus a lifetime of me living with this condition and figuring it out and they're kind of making the case and it's again it's coming from like the disability and chronic health community where they're like I've struggled doctors trying to dismiss my concerns or say it's in my head. And like, they only had a few hours of training on it in medical school, whereas I've lived a whole life with this condition. And yeah. I'm like, 
oh, you're, you're on it. Can we like now extend that over <laughs> yeah. here yeah. where you're making these other dumb memes about like, yeah. you know, doctors doing research. I'm like, guess what? They didn't have much training on vaccines either. Like mm-hmm. nutrition, maybe. nutrition, right? Yeah. Anything like that. Yeah. Like they have a yeah. very broad, like a general practice doctor, even a pediatrician. They are not like, they don't actually know hardly any of the science. They're not taught any of the science on nutrition, on vaccines, on, you know, all these diseases. And so, yeah, someone who's spent a lot more time watching YouTube videos and reading peer reviewed scientific literature, but doesn't have a degree, I'd trust them a lot more than someone just because they're a doctor. Yeah. I had a doctor, like I'm 30, which I mean, yeah, is that old? No, but it's like enough to like die of cancer. Like you can die of cancer at 30, you know? And I got, <laughs> I've gone to like the doctor before and they give me like the, the hand on the shoulder, like you're all right. Mm-hmm. That's like their checkout. They're like, they're good. I'm like, yeah. I, I haven't had a solid shit in like six months. And <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. like, I, you know, you're probably working out too hard. Yeah. yeah, just, yeah. Like, just chill out, man. Chill out. Doctors are the biggest yeah. bros, man. Yeah. So, and it's yeah, worse so, with women too. Yeah, like, they don't listen to women so, for shit. So inclined to be like, oh, it's probably just stress. It's probably just in your head. It's probably just mm-hmm. hormones. And it's like, you have no idea. You haven't like yeah. done anything to figure this out. They used to literally diagnose women with hysteria. Like, yeah, like what? <laughs> yeah. You mean your legs missing? Look yeah. at the medical textbooks. It's right there. <laughs> I know. hate to laugh. Hate to laugh. Yeah. But uh, sorry, derailed derailed us a little bit there for a sec. But um, yeah, we're getting back to like how mandatory it is. Like I, I like again, I have a tipping point. Maybe you guys don't. I think you guys are a little bit more. Uh, like you guys don't have a tipping point, correct? <laughs> In terms of like, would I get it? What would it take or for would you I to get it to get to get J and Jade up? Knowing what I know, nothing. Yeah, there is no. I don't think there's a really? tipping point for me. When, when I'm, when I'm actively taking steps, prophylactics to to not get viral respiratory diseases, or if I do get them, to nip them in the bud and make sure they don't kill me, which is relatively easy if you're ninety nine point nine nine percent of the population, even old people, like you know, you can live in a way that where you really don't need to fear every virus that comes out, you know, and um, especially COVID, and. Uh, uh yeah but i mean if if i didn't know if i didn't know about vitamin d i'd probably and i was old as shit i I might take the vaccine if i was 85 you know one of them right it's like it's like a roulette wheel though you know you're you Mm -hmm. might get some side effects and the other well but even that though is like so that's that's giving huge leeway towards their data being correct in their percentages where they didn't really study old people Right. And it's the, the immunity produced in they are now. People. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> in the, in the real... A live study. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Too little, too late. You know, it's like, but it's like where the, the immunity produced by old people from these vaccines is not as strong as young people. And that's also why young people have more side effects. So it's just like a weird, it just doesn't add up. I'm, you know, I think it's largely useless personally. You know, which is why I don't fully like that guy is allowed to say, and I do like agree. He probably is right in his thesis of, of you know, this yeah. might drive more yeah. variants and stuff. But he's allowed to say he's still on team. Like we should vaccinate everyone. Yeah, for sure. If he right. if he's smart enough to figure out yeah. what, that that and this might drive variants for the global yeah. population. He was like, "Can I have it, the cool take this time?" They're like, "Fine, yeah. go." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Fine, you can do it this time." Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> So, I don't know. I'm just skeptical of all this shit. I'm just, I'm so black billed on it. I'm, I'm burnt. Yeah. On. What about yeah. you, Serena? What about you? Is there, is there yeah. anything? I mean, 
I want to say yes and no. Like, I want to say no. I want to say- Make a case for both. Make a case for both. I want to say there's no tipping point. Like, I want to say over my dead body, you know, like I, because, and and some of it is evidence-based and some of it is just, I don't trust the pharmaceutical industry. And I am inclined to believe that a lot of our interventions end up doing more harm than good. And that I, I, I mean, and I, I just, I'd much rather take a risk with potentially getting COVID. So I don't, it doesn't really matter how effective it is or not, because I think that they likely, we have, we don't know what the long-term risks are. There's no way we can know that. We won't have a placebo group. We may never know that. Like it's, I just don't have a lot of faith in the system and who's developing the vaccines, but I'm also like, I'm 27 and I don't know where this is going and I love traveling. I like there's things I want to do in life. And so like, I don't think I would, you know, get it for a job per se, but if like, I can't travel even state, like if things got so draconian where I would never be able to leave the country or never go to a conference or like do anything. Yeah. I'd like to say I'm going to be out there like protesting and trying to overturn that system. But what if it goes on 10 years? What if things just get more and more draconian and everyone goes along with it and it doesn't look like there's any hope of taking it down? At what point am I going to be like, fuck it, I want to live life. Like, I'm going to need to take this risk, you know? I think it's fair to say. Yeah. So like, yeah, I want to say no, that I have no tipping point. And I really, really am going to do everything I can at this point not to get it. Mm -hmm. But uh, I can't predict the future. And and, uh, hopefully I have a long life ahead of me and I want to do stuff. So who knows what I might end up being willing to do. Yeah. No, it's that's it's interesting because I always like I, I always like to find out how like how married to that belief are you? And it sounds like uh-huh. deeply. Right. You know, I mean, like, I, I'm not saying it isn't, but like, right. you know, how far will you push it? Because I want to find out how far everyone will push it because it can't just right. be just you. It couldn't be just you like, hey, I don't want to take yeah. it. And they're like, well, that's fine. That's your one person. You know, like you we, we can discard you from society. It's not a right. You know, you probably wouldn't even make the news like and but. Yeah, it's if everybody is like travel, damn, let's go. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. if if it was like that, which I which honestly I think is what it's gonna be. I think once it's this this lockdown's been so rough on people just mentally and everything, I think people are just like, look, if that's the finish line, fuck it. Mm-hmm. So I and, yeah. and, and, yeah. I, and part of me can't blame them. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like I hope that I think the more people that say no way in hell, the more and the more people that push back, the yeah. better status and of so, those people, status of those people, too. It's going to if, if, if an right. actual for me, I, I'm hoping NBA players, a lot of them, because they're, yeah. they're set. I'm hoping a few of them like and two, maybe a couple top 10 players in the league where you have mm-hmm. jersey sales tied to them. Um, yep. Attendance it, when they're not playing is d- dismal, you know, or uh, like go, the tennis player. I don't Djokovic. know. Djokovic. Yeah, yeah. But he's the like, best tennis player in the world, too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, like he's I think last I heard, he said he wasn't going to take it. And if they, that meant he couldn't play, you know, then uh, mm-hmm. so be it. So, like, I would love like I think the more high so profile based. people that do beast. that, yeah. the more people are going to be like, oh, uh, well, we can't lose these people or, we, right. you know, so I, I want people to push back. I'm going to do my best to do that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if the world goes even crazier than it already is like. Yeah, I'd still find a Dr. Nick from The Simpsons to give me a fake green we card. Won't, we won't. Like, yeah, I yeah that's say. actually that's yeah. my take on it. I didn't want to say it, but that's my I'll take. Say it. I'll, yeah. Like, I, yeah. you know, that's gonna happen. And if that's yeah. the case, I for sure we I would need drop. a based doctor. Dude. Yeah, like just yeah. Just, 
Yeah, just somebody with a awesome. I'm just I'm not getting a jab in my arm. I'm sorry. It's like I'm yeah. an adult. I'm not like getting, you know. I was vaccinated for the whipping cough. I was fully vaccinated for everything. I we're in we're all in the vaccine generation. Like have more vaccinated mm-hmm. than anyone else. And I I got whooping cough as like a teenager. And it was like the most frightening experience in my life. You literally feel like you can't breathe, like you're gonna die, yeah. you know? And it was it hung around for like a month. It was crazy. And I had like, I had whooping I, cough too. Yeah. Very different like, experience, but yeah. And it's like, oh, did no one told me that no one offered me intravenous vitamin C, but you look at that research and that's super promising. Like we can nip the shit in the bud for 99% of people, mm-hmm. you know, just like, and then you have real immunity. Then you have real, that's real immunity is more valuable. That, that's the other thing is like vaccine immunity is virtually never better than real immunity. And I've had COVID. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've had COVID, you know, early on. And uh, it's, it's like, come on. Like I, if, if the, and I'm, I'm one of those people, I don't fully believe in the whole thing. Like you can catch COVID twice. I think a lot of that's large. I think that's very, very rare. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's largely bullshit. Could be wrong uh-huh. on that. But the thing is, is like, if you can catch COVID twice, then what the fuck is a vaccine going to do compared to regular immunity? It just boggles the mind that these yeah. like these basic questions. Well, I'll just say it was a very. We're going to get a booster like, shot yeah, every yeah. year. That's exactly. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Because so we have it. Yeah. yeah. So we have a thing where we're we're in some place like in New Zealand and stuff. We're, we're locked down forever with zero COVID, but then these variants keep coming. So it's like at some point there's, there's rubber's going to meet the road, right? And you're going to have to decide: Are we going to open up and do this whole booster shot thing? Are we going to admit that it's just like not that serious and that we're going to live with it? You know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. there's multiple falsehoods that are poking through in every direction that kind of make it, you know, we're going to have to square this. People are going to try and square the circle with this thing, you know, at some point. But yeah, yeah. Know, that's, yeah. No, it's, I, I just wanted everyone to know. I, I mean, because I think it's valuable when, you know, somebody's saying this, especially if there's a listener, it's like, whoa, what are these people talking about? Because, you know, <laughs> It makes it a more human, you know, because people really have this this perception of like, you know, the anti-vax. I don't even like using that because I'm not yeah. against production of them. I'm not even against production of them. I'm not against anyone getting them. I honestly like I mean, I wish they had more data. Like you said, I wish I wish they were able to make that decision with through critical thinking and not just mm-hmm. be, you know, scared into doing it. I don't think that's ethical. I don't think that's good or anything. But I mean, I, I to me to say anti-vax, that would mean like I think like they should there should just be nothing you know and and i and i don't i don't i don't agree i can't i can't say i do yeah and the thing about most anti-vaxxers quote unquote is they're largely they largely know more about the prophylactic side of of things than mm -hmm. than the average person in terms of like they know about the intravenous vitamin c and whipping cough and the pharma bros hate that shit they they hate they, they could they completely dismiss it out of hand or say it's pseudoscience and stuff which is absolutely ridiculous like are you on a team or are you trying to stop diseases? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. cause we, even if you're hundred percent pro-vax, why not both, why not do the whooping cough vaccine and do the intravenous vitamin, intravenous vitamin C if you get it, you know, but no yeah. one ever talks about that. And the, the whole, yeah, it's, it's just crazy to me. That's the, that's the craziest thing. I, I'm hundred percent Joe Rogan in that take of like, I'm blogging. I'm just boggling my mind that there's not even like a, a sizable subculture that's able to talk about this in the media right. or even even amongst doctors you know what i mean it's such a mm-hmm. it's still considered fringe to talk about vitamin d which would you know how like how much of a joke this pandemic would have been if everyone was vitamin d you know i know i talked about this in the last podcast but that's it's just okay. so yeah but it's just so it's just boggles my mind you know we're gonna look back on this time and be like yeah. you guys were doing all this shit but not 
like taking the crucial nutrient you know that your fucking yeah. immune system needed you know yeah it's like that it's gonna be crazy you know yeah or aliens looking at us now they're like what the fuck are they doing you know mm-hmm. so um but yeah i wanted to ask serena about you 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 met rfk j right what yeah, yeah. robert f kennedy jr i recently yeah. watched uh the yeah he got video. he got canned from instagram right yep uh-huh and, and facebook and youtube yep i watched his he was interviewed by theo damn kennedy i know yeah yeah oh he's the only cool one he's the best he's the well, cool jfk one. jr is q so i mean the kids were up to some crazy shit yeah yeah uh-huh but he was on theo vaughn's podcast i guess they're friends or some yeah. shit which is like why of okay. course yeah, yeah why wouldn't he be yeah yeah <laughs> which is awesome like it was it was an awesome episode no, theo's base dude yeah, yeah. But yeah, what, how, what was that like, Serena? What was that? It was cool. I mean, I met him and Adele Bigtree and oh, Andrew Wakefield. Um, Damn. And uh, he gave a good speech. Um, yeah, I mean, didn't really get to talk to him mm-hmm. a whole lot. He was, had lots of people wanting to talk to him. and yeah. Um, but he seemed cool. He seemed chill in person and um, was a good good speaker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> insane cool that's cool i um i used to what was andrew wakefield like because i used to be one of those guys that was like okay i'm anti-vax but that guy's still crazy you know he was really nice yeah and i've like i've kind of fell into that whole thing and then i started to you know i was like is this guy legit like for some reason i believe that that he was like because you know i'm like into the gmo thing but there's a lot of like Mm -hmm. sketchy anti-gmo people that i'm like right no i'm not like you and I thought he was one of those guys, but like, is he, is he's cool? Like, is his, I know. Uh, I mean, I thought that a while ago, I mean, like, mm-hmm. look, like I was into the vaccine thing, like way before there was ever even a discussion about autism. So like yeah. when I would talk to people about vaccines and they'd be like, Oh, do you? And I, like, I would be like, Oh no, I'm not even talking about autism. Like, I don't like, I just, I didn't even talk about that because like I had other issues that had nothing to do with that. And that was, that's kind of a newer version of like the, anti-vax movement or whatever um and i was skeptical at first and then i read um i mean i i read uh an investigative piece that was kind of showing his perspective and and countered his whole story and i looked at both sides like i read the so-called investigative piece about like why he was this terrible person and all of this stuff. And I, mm-hmm. I looked into it and then I read his response to that and some of the, the counter arguments. And I found the counter arguments much, much more compelling. Mm. Um, and so I think he has been completely wrongly smeared by the media. Mm. I think he is an incredibly kind and caring doctor i mean not anymore lost his medical license um but he was actually like the most uh personable one out of all of them like he would he mingled with the crowd the most was talking to lots of parents where i was more so than rfk and more so than del bigtree um and he he seemed very genuine very nice and i didn't get anything but an impression that he's really just trying to do what's right that's good. Yeah, yeah that's good. So, so um, before we move on, before we move on to some Bill Gates talk, do you have anything, any any other nuggets on the on the vaccine before we move off move off of it? Just any anything, anything you want to say? Because mm, um, <laughs> we're taking a hard pivot the other to another thing, so I didn't want. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, yeah. I'm just trying to think. Is there anything really important? Um, 
I, yeah, I mean, there's so much information about the vaccine, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think there are some very serious long, potential long-term consequences. One, actually, I'll add this. The one thing in particular that we haven't really heard about is the there was some talk about at the beginning, the antibody-dependent enhancement response that, like, once you got the vaccine, if you then got COVID, potentially having a worse case. And this was what held up the development of the SARS vaccine back in, like, 2003 when they were testing it in animals and then they infected the animal, the vaccinated animals with SARS, like they all died. They had such a bad reaction. Um, and it was this antibody dependent enhancement. Mm-hmm. And they haven't like that. We haven't done a challenge trial with uh, the three vaccines that are available in the U.S. So um, they didn't really test that. And obviously there are people that have gotten the vaccine now who have also gotten COVID or been exposed and they haven't seen that, but there's some evidence that that happens when your antibodies and immunity levels start to wane like three, four, six, eight months out. And that it's at that point, if you've been vaccinated, generated the antibodies and now your antibodies and immunity start to wane and you get infected with COVID at that point, then you could have a much more severe reaction Mm to COVID with this antibody dependent enhancement. And we're not far enough into this mass vaccination campaign by any means to like really know or see that or have any long-term data on that. But I've seen some people basically raising the fears that they think there's going to be a lot of people that are getting really, really sick, potentially dying as a result of this mechanism that we know about with some past SARS uh, vaccines and mechanisms that we didn't really test for explicitly in yeah. our rushed trials with this current one. Yeah. So. Crazy. So, so that's just some, <laughs> some risk to be aware yeah, of. Yeah. You can't stay that claim. Cause that's what, that's what people uh, who are so like pro vax will just be like, you just made that claim. You, it, you don't know yet. And it's like, well, you don't know yet. Yeah. I don't None know. Of us know. Yeah. I hope, <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Like, yeah, it just, just, uh-huh. just, yeah, exactly. So that's interesting, but we talked yes. about a little bit of Bill Gates last time. We're going to talk about Bill Gates this time, but not for anything that has to do with vaccines. Um, Bill Gates, uh, Cy and I had an episode on it not long ago, but he did become the largest independent owner of land of like farmland. I want to say it was 242,000 mm-hmm. acres uh, yeah. that he that he's accumulated for good stuff, I'm sure. And so what I'm also seeing is and, and I'm, I'm sure these two have to be correlated. But what I'm also seeing is that he's got this big fake meat thing going on. Right. And what I hate yep. about that is that I see a lot of people thinking that vegans are like super in on that. They're like, yeah, no, that's the side I want. Every vegan I know hates Bill Gates. Like, no, not every one of them. You know, cool are, vegans then. Yeah, that's true. No, because yeah, there well, are some, there's a class issue thing here. There's a, there's a class society where there's the, the, you know, I have a $3,000 Whole Foods order every single yeah. day and I drive a Land Rover vegan. That person probably knows Bill Gates. And then the, uh, <laughs> then you get the based, you know, hippie vegans that are like, no, I don't, I don't like anything that guy does. And so yeah. I just, I hate the fact that that's considered like, that's what vegans want. Yeah. yeah. Maybe some do. So I, you well, guys can clear me up on that. Some yeah. do. Well, definitely. Serena, yeah, Serena definitely, we got a link to her video she just made on this, but I just got to oh, well, say it in the description before you go off on that, Serena, I love the idea of like Bill Gates. It's like, yeah, you know, I did this Microsoft thing and all this humanitarian shit and I'm just going to retire to the farm and his farm is like half of America. It's just like, just going to retire to my farm. It's just like, fucking like he just bought all of it. Just bulldozing you know? some indigenous guy's house. Ah, just yeah. time calling it quits. Oh man, it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. So 
I do know a lot of vegans that are totally jumping on board and like celebrating Bill Gates as some sort of vegan hero. Um, so that's why I said, you know, some cool vegans. Cause like, I, I definitely see I a the, the lot. Two that I know I'm talking to right now, <laughs> but, uh, no, no, there's a, there's a couple, there's some good ones, but I don't, I, I have like more construction, like blue collar guys that are like vegan and they like have mm-hmm. already awesome based political beliefs. So yeah, yeah, no. So I think some of the, the vegans that are most, I feel like kind of into Bill Gates are the more animal rights, the, the vegans coming from an ethical animal rights perspective before health, before, um, environmentalism, which is a lot of the vegans. I know it's definitely like a big piece of why I'm vegan, the primary piece. Like I'm one of those people, but I'm also not reductionist in my approach. So it's like, while I care about animal rights and I'm vegan for that, that doesn't mean I'm going to like ignore everything else I care about, like health and environmentalism and corporations and all this. And I think that's a lot of what's going on. So there's all these people that are like, you know, we just have to save animals, anything for that. Doesn't matter why. Yeah. Right. Right. And so that's where you see these people jumping on board and saying, you know, beyond meat, impossible burger, lab grown meat, like, oh, this is going to save so many animals. And then veganism is not about our health. Like, I don't care about our health. I don't care for these. Like, it's going to save animals. And they're just like focusing on that one thing um, above all else, which I absolutely care about. But I'm like, we also have a solution that can do those things and is good for our health and doesn't support Bill Gates and giant corporations. And that's just called like healthy whole plant foods. Um, a consumer, you, know. you, you want to attack the problem at, at, at the consumption stage, right? Like more so than the, than the, like just overhauling production to, to just, yeah. Well, and so, a, a, yeah, I mean, the other issue is a lot of, um, I think a lot of these people are operating off of a myth in my view very explicitly. So like the Good Food Institute is probably like the largest nonprofit sort of, I'm not even going to say plant-based because they're doing a lot of lab-grown meat stuff, but they're like a very well-known among many vegan circles, um, think tank nonprofit that's funding and researching um, lab-grown meat as well as plant-based meats. And I think they are receiving funding, not directly from the Gates Foundation now, but from Gates's uh, energy, whatever the subsidiary um, energy venture capital fund he Mm -hmm. started or whatever, they're getting money, like a lot of money from that. So they're like pretty connected to the Gates Foundation and like a lot of vegans are holding them up, but they are operating off of this idea like very explicitly, they've said this, the the founder of that group has given a TED talk and um, we actually went to the same college. Not sure that's a good thing, but, um, <laughs> and uh, he basically has this whole premise that, you know, ethical activism, people cha- trying to change hearts and minds, trying to educate people that doesn't work. That's never worked. It's technology. It's the free market. Right. It's having these alternatives. And so there, which it's like, I look at that and I say, now, which perspective benefits who like, Oh, animal rights activism doesn't really benefit any corporations thinking that technology and free market solutions is the way to move oh, yeah. forward. Oh, well, all these corporations can capitalize on that. So like, no duh, that that's a much more popular approach yeah. that like, 
But yeah, so basically their whole thing is we've been doing activism forever. It's not going to work. It doesn't work. You know, we need to change the supply chain. We need to just revolutionize meat, make it better, make it lab grown. And then we never have to change consumers' perspectives. We never have to change their minds. We never have to do any of that. We'll just, you know, swap out factory farm meat for industrial lab grown meat. And it's all good. And what, and what, how do you, okay. How do you lab grow meat? <laughs> like how, do, how does that in no way? Cause you know, I mean, look, I understand how like, you know, a lot of meatless, like, like a, a burger patty. I understand that could mm-hmm. be from black beans. That could be mushrooms, right. quinoa, things like that. Uh, very tasty stuff, but how do you lab grow it? Like what is, what is the component of it? Yeah. So the lab grown meat, they're literally taking cells from like a cow, for example, they'll take like muscle stem cells and grow them like in a Petri dish. And there's a lot, there's a lot of technological hurdles that they're still kind of trying to overcome right now. They, they've made it, but it's incredibly expensive right. um, to make a very tiny amount. But basically they're taking some muscle cells from animals, growing them in a Petri dish until they have enough of it that it's literally like they're growing um, a piece of flesh. They're growing a steak right now. They haven't really been able to do things like grow a full steak. They're much better at growing like a whole bunch of clumps of cells that then they can mince up for like minced meat or like things that right, aren't right, right. It's quite, you know, they're not. So there's a lot of things they're trying to do, but basically they're literally taking cells, growing them in a lab and turning that into, I mean, it, it's biologically, it is meat. It biologically has all the cholesterol, all the saturated fat, all the animal protein. It's just taken from some stem yeah. cells and then grown in a lab. Is that vegan? Depends on who you ask. Yeah. I'm, in my head, I'm thinking, <laughs> okay, as soon as you said stem cells from a cow, I'm like, so it's, that's less vegan than like the, the other ones that's just made of like black beans. And, oh yeah. Like yeah. they're totally different. Like yeah, it is, okay. it's not plant-based. <laughs> it's not the impossible burger. It's not like a highly processed vegan food. I do not think it is vegan because you're still exploiting animals Um, and, and like the way that a lot of those cells are being grown, they're being grown in a medium called fetal bovine serum, which is a whole industry on its own, but also kind of a slaughterhouse byproduct. That's like literally baby cow blood. Um, Mm -hmm. so like that's, what's being used to grow these. And yet all, like, I know a ton of vegans that are like, but one cow could make a thousand burgers or two. Was, know, yeah, but that's not the argument for being vegan. Yeah, right, right. But that is the argument. Like, and there's a lot of vegans that are like investing in supporting this. And I'm like, yeah. So like I said, it depends on who you ask. I don't think it is because you're still exploiting animals. It's still animal flesh. Um, and like, sure, it might reduce the number of animals, you know, but like it doesn't fundamentally address the root issue of like, killing and using animals um so i will never be supporting buying or eating that (laughs) but there's other vegans that are and claim it is vegan and yeah what's weird i'm I'm super fascinated to see how this is going to play out this is one of those things i'm really not certain which way is going to go i'm the same way i'm not i'm never eat it you know the thing is i'm not and i the reason i'm still vegan plant-based is because i just don't crave meat if i did i'd probably eat meat in spite of all the other shit yeah that's what everyone does they just do what what they want to do you know at the end of the day 
And like ever since I went vegan, like I, I have tried meat on maybe like I can count on one or two hands since I've been doing this for years and years and years just to kind of see out of curiosity. And every time I'm just like, nah, you know, oh, I'm man, just like, yeah, it's just man. not. And it's, so it's like, I feel like what I think what would happen. And also, well, it's interesting. There, there are, I think there are stimulant and addictive properties in animal products, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's going to be one of those things where it doesn't, where if a lot of people went plant-based, a lot of people that go plant-based even for a month or two, just to try it, they never go back to eating the same amount of meat they did before. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whereas I feel like this is like a stopgap, And even if you convince everyone to do it, it won't get to the like biological cause of it and stuff. But I would also, I'm not, I'm not saying it won't work. We very well might see a world where this takes over and they'll figure it out and make it cheap and it'll just completely eliminate factory farming. I'm not saying that's, that won't be possible. I'll I'll tell you as a meat eater, if they get the taste right, no one's going to care. Yeah, well, and totally. that's their yeah. argument. They're like, we want to compete on taste and price and convenience, and It'll we'll work. just swap it out. Nobody is that. And, uh, nobody. Yeah. A lot of what I think vegans get wrong about a lot of meat eaters is that like they love when animals get killed. They're yeah. Like, no, they just don't care. It's right. Two, it's two completely different things. Yeah. Like, there's some guys that yeah. love hunting and love the like uh-huh. you know carnage of it and stuff, but <laughs> for the most part, they're just like, no, that tastes delicious. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and and I love it. I love a steak. I love a burger and stuff. Yeah. Um. So I, I uh, if they get it right. I could say I taken off. And if it's cost effective for restaurants, if it's cost effective mm-hmm. for this, which why wouldn't it be right? I don't think Bill Gates has a, has a, wants to make it some niche thing. He wants to make it anything right. Bill Gates does. He wants to be the norm. That's the problem with the guy. Mm-hmm. And, um, and what I found was, was, was crazy about it all was in the new stimulus package. He got, what did he get? Three and a half billion or three and a half million. What is up with that? Dude? Yeah. How just, that- just in there. Fauci gets a million from Israel. We still haven't talked about that. Fauci just gets a million, a million dollars for science. That was all it said. Just <laughs> appreciate the science, man. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like you fixed your gutter outside. Gates, like, how is that, man. dude? You're supposed to be poor when you give your money away. That's the fucking grift. How could you be that dumb? You know, where yep. you just like keep giving my money away and it's just keep net worth just keeps increasing. It's like, yep. come yeah, come on, man. It's like, how is this not patently obvious? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. like, I I think lab grown meat is coming. Like, I don't. Yeah. I don't have any doubt that it is going to be on our shelves and in restaurants soon. I do not think it's going to like end slaughterhouses though. Um, no, you could use the same thing. All. You could use it I, for the same thing. Yeah. The, yeah. The like I don't think it's going to end factory farming either because mm-hmm. when you look at some of like some of the companies that are investing in this, like Tyson and some of these large, <laughs> yeah. companies, they're, they're like already getting involved in this. But when you look at their internal documents, when you look at what they're saying at like industry meetings, they're like literally telling their their partners in meat and meat processing, like, oh, don't worry, we're just trying to diversify. This will be yet an additional protein source. Like, we'll have plant based yeah. proteins, we'll have real animal stuff, and we'll have like these cell based, yeah. lab grown. They're like, but don't worry, like we're still. And they're like actively trying to say like. And so I don't think like when you see what Tyson's saying, they're not getting into this thinking we're going to switch to this instead. They're thinking like we want to profit off of every market. We're going to have plant based. We're going to have this. So I don't even think like I think it will be just yet another option. It might take over some of the market share. I don't see like it being given up completely because there are a lot of people too. like it's probably not the average person, but there's all these people that are into like local organic you yeah, know, yeah. 
like real natural meat and they're yeah. never going to eat lab grown stuff. They're no, going to no. yeah. eat their locally hunted, killed, whatever. I, um, yeah, yeah. Always That's over yeah. <laughs> lab grown stuff. And mm-hmm. so, um, so yeah, so like, I don't even think it's going to be effective. It might cut down on some of the growth into like, you know, the population growth and, and meat consumption, but I think it's just going to be yet another option. And like the bigger concern I have too from an anti-corporate perspective or whatever. I think this is similar to GMOs and there is GMO technology and what they're actually doing to grow some of the cells in the lab. Um, I think this is another venue for more corporate control of our food supply. Like rather than going to the like locally grown, let's have people invested in their own community. Now it's, it's going to be like, we're growing your meat in a lab and it's this um, proprietary product that we can't tell you what's in it, how we're doing it. You'll never be able to make or, you know, this on your own. And I think it's just going to further consolidate power Mm -hmm. and control of our food system with a few corporations. Um, so like I, I definitely, so that's part of why I think like the Gates foundation and all these corporations are investing in, they don't care about climate change. They don't actually care about animals or any of this. There, I think it's just like, oh, wow, this is, you know, a great way to get more vegans on board with GMOs for us to capitalize on their compassion and ethics and movement. And Bill uh, Bill Gates has a card, Bill Gates has a card from McDonald's that gets him a free meal at any McDonald's in the world. Like they literally gave him that. That's his favorite restaurant in the world. Wow. I didn't actually know that. And Warren Buffett. Those two have like, they always have, they always do like photo ops and like McDonald's and fucking and, uh, and Dairy Queen with the blizzards and shit. They're like, we're rich, but we eat poor food too. That's their whole thing. You know? Oh my God. Yeah. But didn't Bill Gates, Bill Gates still didn't know how much of a gallon of milk costs. Like get out of here. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. He's got the card. They give it to him for free. They don't, he doesn't even look at the price. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. I don't pay for any of it. Yeah. Yeah. They give it. On the house, put it yeah. on my tab. Put it on my yeah. tab. <laughs> but yeah. The uh, what I they got I, the I, McRib just for him. Like he, like they could be yeah. six seasons out of a McRib, and he'll still. They got him in the freezer for him. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, got, exactly. Yeah, they, put, they got a <laughs> private reserve. He's got to go in there and tap the counter three times. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. Uh, what I found funny yeah. too, uh, just even tying it back to what we were talking about before, was I saw this really funny Twitter exchange um, the other day, uh, and it was um, Elon Musk responded to uh, a journalist and he said uh he said basically um the, the 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 journalist claim was that it sucks seeing vaccine misinformation on the uh, on the internet now my 87 year old dad and 73 year old mom are are refusing the vaccine based on facebook stuff right that yeah. was her claim mm-hmm. elon musk responded and was like that's ah, it's kind of wise for you know elderly and immunocompromised people to take the vaccine, but there is some debate about the second jab. There's quite a few negative reactions to that. He said that, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody jumps on Elon Musk and is like, Elon, you don't know anything. You don't know anything about this. You don't. You're not a scientist. And then one guy goes, Well, neither is Bill Gates. <laughs> and Dude, yeah. and everyone's like, Yeah, but Bill listens to the scientists. And it's like, Well, oh. then why is it important for him to say something about it? Why can't the scientists just come talk? Yeah, like, yeah. Or, or I mean, not that that would be any better, but I just I think it's it's very funny how we can never apply that logic to, to yeah. Gates. Like Gates now is yep. science. He is yeah. the mm-hmm. CNN science guy. You yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's totally. a celebrity. Like, why movie. are we interviewing him about vaccines all over? Like yeah. Like yeah. Just because just because he has a lot of money. Like that's uh-huh. I mean <laughs> that's why. It's what America is. It's the richest guys allowed to tell you what what's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
it's an oligarchy. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's always been that way. And I just, what I think we saw like, like a whole civilization within like one year last year, we saw like the whole like rise and fall of a civilization like happening yep. like fast forward, like on a time-lapse and like, Absolutely. these are the guys, these are the guys that are going to try to rebuild society. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of scary. Like, I think they're going to do it with that. Like there's already talks Fauci today on climate change, climate lockdowns. Um, or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You must not be uh, familiar. It was just happened today. Uh, Fauci was on. Uh, let me make sure I make. I have it right. He's here. a lockdown king, man. He's he, dude, he, he, his, he's got it on his... lock. Yeah. So, um, actually, and this will be the last thing that we uh, do today. I'll I'll just play this this uh, clip verbatim, actually. And um, let's go. And we more and more viruses like this um the biggest lesson you're you're going to take away to prepare for the next one you know there are a couple of lessons chuck there are there are lessons domestically there are lessons public health wise scientifically let's take global to begin with we have to have a better global health security network of interconnectivity of communication of transparency so that we are talking to each other all the time and know what's going on. We also have to have a continued investment in the science. If you want to look, Chuck, at one of, that the success story in this terrible year mm-hmm. has been the extraordinary, unprecedented advance with the vaccine, where, you know, uh, in January of 2020, we started the process. And 11 months later, we had a highly efficacious vaccine yeah. going into the arms of individuals, which is going to be the answer to this together with public health measures. So keep the science up, continue to support the public health infrastructure and remain global in our interactions. You know, as I've said so right. many times, a global pandemic requires a global response. Let me go- And that was and for reference, that was after Chuck Todd said that there are going to be new pandemics that come from it because of climate change. So we're tying in all of these things mm. that the Gates is the Fauci's are, are warning us about into one thing. So Jesus, what do you guys think? It's <laughs> 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 oh, nuts. Damn Fauci. Fauci. Yeah. A million dollars from Israel, Israel. And he's, He's not like this isn't even like a money grab. This is like a new institution for them. Like this is just like this is going to be a wasn't just like, oh, let's see how much money we can make in 2020. Yeah. You know, this it wasn't going to be like that. He's already getting ready for pandemic four five and six. Mm-hmm. Not even if they already got two and three. Like, oh, we're going to we got the contract tracing down for all that kind of stuff. And I just like wish Fast and the Furious series. They're like, they got so we're not, workshop we're not like actually addressing any of the root causes of pandemics. We're not addressing gain of function research. We're not addressing factory farming. We're not like that's you never see Fauci talking about that. You never see Gates talking about you like like that's those systems need to change. Those systems are probably what's going to drive these future pandemics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Climate change may be a piece of that, too. But like, I think the much bigger causes are our industries and human driven actions and stupid things we're doing. So you really want to prevent future pandemics. Try talking about those things. He he then also said that three feet is an acceptable distance now. So we cut the social distancing in half. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So six. So 
six feet was never an, a thing. That's what that means now. I hate when people don't realize like that. That's what that means. That means six feet was bullshit the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. like, where's the science? What two I masks? Mean, never... Right. So that means one. Never... Yeah. I mean, all right. So yeah. Is the three feet with two masks or just yeah, that's true for everyone? Massy could knock down three feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Damn. you could kiss somebody if you have three on. But yeah, yeah. it's 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 nuts. Well, Serena, I appreciate you joining us. Um, did you ever launch your your podcast or no? Getting ready to, I gotcha. think, uh, beginning of April. Um, that's my plan. Um, I, you can, uh, well, yeah, I have a link to a page where people can go to sign up to be notified when I launch it. Um, Very cool. Yeah, so I can yeah. give you that link. But Please, yeah, yeah, send it, send it to him, and we'll we'll put it in the um okay. in the description. Yeah. So we appreciate you joining us. Um, and don't stray too far because I swear we're gonna need you probably in another couple months. So yeah, anytime. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, this is uh this is Rare Candy Pod. We're at Rare Candy Pod One. He's at Crypto Site. I'm at Glenn Rockney. Uh, Serena, hope you have a good rest of your day. Hope all the listeners do too. Thank you. Thanks for all having right, me, guys.